Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Dropped in this morning to say, to remind us all that today is another, another good day. This is Sunday, June 13, 2021. And welcome to my morning Bible study, really, podcast. Biblical principles for inner healing with the word of God is the power of God and the word of God because it is the power of God it has the power to deliver us and set us free and to change our way of living how many of you know that we got to change our mindset to change where we're at be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind Romans 12 and 2 reminds us of this and if we want to change the position and the place that we're in we're going to definitely have to change our thought life. And we think the same thoughts, we're going to continue to do the same thing. But my subject matter today is we're going to talk about how to have a healthy heart. Is your heart healthy? You know, our heart doctors put us on these healthy heart diets, you know, for our physical heart. But how is your heart doing spiritually? We're getting ready to dig in. We're getting ready to dig into this subject. And we're going to uncover some stuff. How about that? But we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. For wherever two or three are joined, you say, there you are. And Father God, we ask, we sit here, we stand here, we come before you with a humble heart, with our heads bowed down and our hands raised up, saying, Lord, create in us a new clean heart. Show us everything in us that's not like you. Everything in us that's contrary to, to you, Father God. And we ask, Father, um, that you give us a rhema word so that we can be delivered and set free. You said we're clean through the word. Jesus, you said to you said to him, you're already clean by the words. Uh, you've already, you know, the words that you speak. Your word is life. Your word is truth. Father, you, Jesus, you are spirit. You are the way, the truth, and life, Father. We come before you today, this day, Father, asking that you give us a rhema word. Give us a revealed word, Father. For you say who the Son set free is free indeed. Our heart desire is to uh, live Christ-like, is to live like you, to be more and more like you every day, Father. Jesus, we say that you are our mentors and we are your disciples. Disciple us, oh, Father God. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher, teaching us, leading us, and guiding and directing us into everything that's true. In Jesus' name, uh, we pray. Amen. Hey, we're getting ready to dig right on into it. Talking about having a healthy heart. How many of you know that what's in us is coming out of us? Did you know that? That it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart. His mouth is speaking. Jesus tells us this. Excuse me. He tells us it's out of the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth speaks. It's in um, Matthews. We're going to come out of Matthews. I think it's Matthews 18. One second. Or it's out of the abundance of a man's heart. His mouth is speaking. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Matthews 12.35. Matthews 12.35. That's going to be our scripture uh, where we're going to start off at. Matthews 12.35. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. This is Jesus talking. He was talking to really to the uh, scribes and the Pharisees. He's saying you, um, let's start at 34. 
And I think I want to read from the Amplified Bible. Matthew's 12, we're in chapter Matthew 12. Read that entire scripture. Just one moment here. Matthew's 12, 34, 35. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is not is recognized and judged by its fruit. He was talking to the Pharisees. He said, you uh, brought of vipers. How can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks out of what which fills the heart. I always say, if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. The good man from his inner, this is the Amplified Bible. We're on verse, Matthew's 12, we're on 35 now, um, 36 English, 35 English standard. It says the good man from his inner good treasure bring out good things and the evil man from his inner evil treasures bring out evil things. But I tell you on the day of judgment, People will have to give an account for every careless or useless word they speak. How many of you know that we have to give account of our words? So I always like to say, since um, we're going to have to give account of our words, we need to spend them wisely. We need to speak them wisely because we're going to give account of every idle word which we speak. Okay, it's reflecting it says, for by your words, they're reflecting your spiritual condition. You will be justified and acquitted of the guilt of sin. And by your words, rejecting me, you will be condemned and sentenced when, we're, when we reject Christ. Let's read another version of that. Let's go back and read another version. That's the amplified uh, version. Let's look at the uh, Christian standard, English standard version. Let's see what it says there. Matthew 12 and 33. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brought of vapors, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. The good person out of the good treasure bring forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure bring forth evil. I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you be judged, and by your words you will be condemned. Right. So, um, you know, he tells us, remember that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Jesus said it's out the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth speak. He says it's not that which is going inside the body that defiles it, but it's what comes out of the heart um, that defiles a man. So, like I said, if we want to know what's in us. Listen to what's coming out of us. Do we have a, what's your heart? Do you have a healthy heart? Well, we can tell if we have a healthy heart, once again, like I say, by the words that we're speaking. Um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's out of the abundance of a man's heart um, that his mouth um, speaks. So what's the condition? I mean, what's the, um, I have good news for you, though, because the good news is that God tells us how to guard our heart, right? We have to guard our heart so we can have good things. We can guard our heart against evil things. How do we guard our heart? against evil things so we can our heart can become good ground Uh, we already know first of all that we have to have a love relationship with Jesus Christ how do we have a love relationship with Jesus Christ well our obedience to God determines our love for God remember Jesus said if you love me then you will obey me right 
So we can judge our, our love for God by our obedience to God because love is respect, right? A lot of us were real obedient children to our parents because we loved our parents and we didn't want to disrespect them. So those who fear the Lord, meaning reverence and have respect for the Lord, those are the ones who will obey the Lord, right? So it's the same way we have reverence and respect for our earthly parents is the same way we need to have reverence and expect respect for our Heavenly Father. Because, uh, you know, we came out of Him. It was because of Him. It's in Him that we live, move, and have our being. And the only, the very breath we breathe <laughs> comes from our Heavenly Father. You see? So, um, we in everything, in all things, He said that we need to give God thanks and praise. A grateful heart. How many of you know that a thank, a grateful heart is a thankful, a thankful heart is a grateful heart. You know, we really need to get back to just telling people, thank you. Okay. When you're grateful to someone, we, but when we have a sense of entitlement, we don't see the need to say thank you. When we feel like people owe us stuff and people are supposed to do things for us, um, that's having a sense of entitlement and it's connected to pride. Um, but God said in everything that we should give thanks, you know, um, someone opened a door for me. I'm gonna say, thank you. Someone, um, do something for me. I'm going to say, thank you. You know, in everything, because nobody has to do anything, you know, um, and who are we that God should even be mindful of us? He created us from the dust, right? So in everything, give God thanks and praise. And this is why I say, uh, keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Why? Because, um, if you just focus on the bad things, you're not going to be, you know, it's going to be hard for you to be thankful, but there's two sides to it. You, you know, we see, we see the evil in the world, but we got to see the good too. Cause discerning is, is, is to distinguish good and bad. It's not just to see evil, but it's to see good too. Right. So, um, we have to be able to see the good in our day so we can see God's goodness in our, all throughout our day because every good and perfect gift comes from God. You can focus on everything that's wrong and become overwhelmed or you can look at everything that's right and give God praise and glory and be and live the blessed life. And you can, you know, not be depressed and um, oppressed. What you're looking at is determining what you're feeling. Life and death is in a pop time. So how do we guard our heart so we can have a healthy heart? You know, in the natural, the, the heart doctor would tell you certain foods you need to eat and certain foods you need to stay away from. Why? Because he's trying to tell us how to guard our heart so we can have a healthy heart. So we don't get clogged arteries and things like that. Right. So God tells us how to have a healthy heart also. And I talk about the scripture all the time. Actually, I wrote a whole book around this scripture for Proverbs 4 and 23. You guys hear me talk about it a lot where he talks about guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life or guard your heart. Out of it flows everything that we do. So how do we guard our heart? How do we guard our spiritual heart? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, we're getting ready to get into it. We're getting ready to dig into it. But we're going to start with Proverbs 4, 21. Um, read Proverbs 21. It's an awesome chapter. I love the word of God. Makes my saliva glands run. Um, that scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That is really, really true. Um, find out, look for you when you're look when you're reading the Bible. What's your, what's your issue? What's the, what's your triggers? Your triggers are your issues. Um, start with you. That's what you study. You study in you. This is about us. This is not about us trying to 
change other people. It's about allowing God to change us so we can be the salt. We can be the salt in the earth because we are called to be the salt in the earth and we can be the light in the midst of someone else's darkness. And and we can throw someone else, give someone else hope by giving, um, throwing them a rope by giving them a word of hope. How about that? Um, so with the same comfort God used to comfort us from his word, he want us to use that same, he want us to uh, be able to comfort, use it to help comfort, to bring comfort to someone else. Okay. So what we're going through really is, is not so much about you, uh, but it is, it's going to develop us. If we'll press through it, we have to know how to press through stuff and not uh, so we can see it through. We're going to have to be diligent. We're going to have to be very diligent. When you start it, you're going to have to press it through and not allow the devil to throw all these distractions in the way to throw off, off track. Um, but Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4, 21, I'm going to start. It says, don't lose um, my son. Pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. This is Proverbs, God's word. He's telling us. He's saying, uh, pay attention. He's saying uh, to what what the word is saying. He's saying, listen carefully to what my words are saying. You know, when we read the word of God, let's not just rush through it. If you're reading something and you come to a part in that word and you don't understand what it's saying, say, Holy Spirit, help me to understand. Father, you said if I hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will feel us the same way you want your children to know is the same way God wants his children to know. And all our getting, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all our getting, we got to get some understanding because we don't, when we don't understand what the word of God is saying, that's how the devil is able to steal it. And how many of you know you can't have faith for something you don't understand? So when I'm reading something, when I'm reading the word and I, and I come and I'm like, and I ask questions, you can ask them, Lord, what do you mean by this? Lord, how do we guard our heart? Lord, you know, and then you go back in and you'll see something different. Because God wants to show it to you. And it is, it's, it's, it's his good pleasure uh, to bless us. He's not trying to withhold any good thing from us. How many of you know that? He gave his only begotten son. There, What else is there that he will not freely give us? So I'm going to see if I can get through this. Um, we're on um, verse 21, Proverbs 4, 21. It says, don't lose sight of them. He said, listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. The word of God will and, and, um, and let them penetrate deep into your heart. He said, don't lose sight of my word. Don't forget about what I said. You know, when the storms of life come, don't forget about what God's word says. Because, see, the storm, our storms of life is uh, troubles and trials and tribulations and, and just life. You know, the devil wants to overwhelm us. You know, that's what the storms represent. The storms of life, the tribulations. But And I, and I know tribulations don't feel good, but tribulations is good because... The Bible tells us that tribulations work patience and patience produce character, right? It don't feel good, but it's working something together for our good. Okay. So let, don't lose sight of God's word when the, when the uh, storms of life begin to come rage against our life. When it begins, the uh, situations and the cares of the world and the bills and the money and the job and whatever else the enemy tries to throw in your way to, you know, to distract our vision, sickness and whatever. I don't know what your trial is. I don't know what your cares are. I don't know what your worries are. I don't know which, but they're not yours. Okay. So he tells us to cast our cares upon the Lord, whatever the cares are. Why? Because the cares and the worries and the fears are sent to distract us, to take us off course. The cares of this world, 
and the deceitfulness of riches. Okay, so don't be distracted at it. Don't lose sight of the word. Don't forget about what the word says, but let them penetrate. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. When the cares of the world start coming against you, we it, we have to speak to the storm. We have to speak to the cares. We got to speak like Jesus spoke to the wind and said, peace. You know, when uh, it's the same way we have to speak to our cares. We have to speak to our winds. We have to speak to our storms and say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Peace, be still in Jesus name. What are we talking about? We're talking about protecting our heart. We're talking about having a healthy heart, a healthy spiritual heart. In the natural, a lot of us are on those healthy heart diets to protect our natural heart. But we have to protect our spiritual heart. And we're talking about protecting our spiritual heart by uh, paying attention to God's word and not just giving attention to it. We have That means we want to spend some time in the word. We that's Remember, that's our weapon of warfare. And when we're putting on the the uh, um, the whole armor of God, we got the helmet of salvation. We got the breastplate of righteousness. This this all these things. We got the shield of faith, right? We got the belt of truth because the truth is what holds everything together. It's going to determine what you believe. The belt of truth is going to determine uh, if you got the belt, the breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth is the word of God. So the word of God, that's what's going to hold everything together. Everything is built on uh, and, and should be built on the word of God. That's the foundation. Remember, he talks about the wise man is the one who's a doer of the word. The doer of the word is like the wise man. He's the one who built his house on the on the rock, which is the word of God. We have to build our life on Jesus Christ, on the word of God. What does the word of God say concerning the issue? For every problem, God really does have a promise. That's how you know it's not written by man because that's not possible for him to have an answer to every problem, to everybody's problem. So um, find the promise concerning your problem. And that's what you stand on. And if there's something in there that you need to do, then we need to act on it and do what it says, because it's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. Okay. So it says, um, don't lose sight of the word. Let them um, penetrate deep down into your heart. Um, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to your whole body. How many of you know that the word of God, it will bring healing to your entire body. It will bring healing. Isn't that what the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years, she just touched the hem of Jesus garment, but she had faith. She touched him in faith. She said, if I could just but touch, you know, she had spent all she had going to all these doctors and yet they could not heal her problem. But when she put her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, she believed him with her heart, not just by Jesus stripes, she's healed. No, she had a relationship, relationship, relationship. How many of you know it's hard to trust in somebody you don't believe? We have got to get back to the word of God. We have got to get back to worship. We have got to come back to the heart of God. We're trying to live when we're not paying any attention to God's word. We're not paying any attention to God. So what are we doing? When we're not paying attention to God's word, we're not giving God any attention. So when we're not giving God any attention, then we're leaning to our own understanding and we're trying to figure out everything on our own. And this is why we're so overwhelmed because we don't have the answer, but our heavenly father does. Seek and you shall find. Believe that you receive when you pray and you shall have it. 
When he said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. Um, depart, um, depart from evil. Stop trying to figure out things on your own. When we're trying to figure out stuff without the counsel of God, without the wisdom of God, let's get in here and see what the word of God says. We can't, there is no substitute for the word of God. There is no vitamin supplement. Listening to other people teach, that's wonderful. That's awesome. But then, um, that, and we need that, okay? Because every joint supplies a need. But now, even now, the things that I'm saying are, are, they're instructions. And what are the instructions? The instructions are, get in the word of God. Find whatever your issues are, you know, the triggers, the things that the enemy is using to gain access into our lives, to torment us, to cause us to be fearful or afraid. Find out what God's word say. And then I believe what God's word say. And then stand on it and confess it. When the devil comes saying what he's saying, then we can say what God say. That's spiritual warfare. That's how we fight the good fight of faith. We fight the fight of faith with the, with saying, by saying what God's word say. Right? So don't lose sight of them. The word of God, it will bring healing to our body when we allow it to go deep into our heart. Listen, and that's okay. So Proverbs 4, 20, 22, it says, for they will bring, talking about the word, for they will bring life to those who find them. The word of God will bring life to those who find them and healing to our entire body. Um, Proverbs 4, 23, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Hmm. Guard your heart for out of it, it for it will determine the course of your life. Or one translation says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of your life. So I like to tell people that the issues that are in your life is coming from what's inside. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? Isn't that what the Bible tells us? Even though he's speaking in, in reference to, you know, when you're sitting down to eat with someone, they saying, go on and eat all that you want. But for real, in their heart, they're not really meaning that. They're saying one thing with their mouth, but in their heart, they're not really meaning what they're saying. You ever had someone come over and say, oh, girl, help yourself. Eat all, get all that you want. And then you're getting everything and they thinking to themselves, dog, I didn't really mean for her to take it all. See, what they really was thinking in their heart, that was really what they was saying. They didn't really, even though they said, told you with their mouth to take it all, in their heart, they didn't really believe it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's what you really believe. That's what's going to count. It's what you really believe in in your heart. We're saying things with our mouth that we don't even sometimes believe in our heart. I've heard preachers preach and the Holy Spirit say they don't believe that. How, how can we tell that we believe what we hear? I mean, what we're saying, we act on. How many of you know that we act on what we believe? We can know a lot of Bible verses. Jesus said, show me your faith without your works and I can show you my faith by my works. And we believe what the word of God is saying. When we believe what the word of God is saying, we act on what the word of God is saying. So there's no condemnation, but it's just a measuring stick for ourselves. He tells us if we judge ourselves, we won't have to be judged, right? So that's how I judge myself. I can judge what I believe by, by, by the things that I do. It's not all about what I'm saying. It's how I'm behaving. If the Proverbs say a soft answer turns away wrath, then if I really believe that, when I, when an angry answer comes, then I have to use a soft answer to turn away the wrath. I'll act on that. A soft answer turns away wrath. Demonic wrath. I'm not talking about there's a holy anger. Jesus went in a temple and overturned the tables. That was a holy uh, anger. 
really and, and the way he dealt with those Pharisees and Sadducees, he was really firm because a religious spirit has a hard heart. And so the harder the soil, the, the firmer the word. Okay. But um the uh Proverbs 4:23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Okay. Or as a man, uh, guard your heart, follow it flows everything you do. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What is it you believe about yourself? What is it you believe? Those things, whatever it is that you believe about yourself, and if it's contrary to what God is saying, we need to, those are evil imaginations. We have to cast down those thoughts and those evil imaginations that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Because if God is not saying those things that you're believing about yourself, that's, that's the devil saying those things about you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What does God's word say about you? We are who God says we are. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ as believers. Okay? We're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We are partakers of his very divine nature. We have the nature of God on the inside of us as born-again believers. The spirit of the living God lives on the inside of us. Can you think about this? Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My spirit is fine. God is trying to teach us how to live from the inside out. The real us is our spirit. We're spirit, soul, and body. And the real us is our spirit. So as we begin to walk, agree with God, we can't walk with God unless we agree with God, right? Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together except they both agree? So when we're not walking, when we're walking in agreement with God, that means we're saying what he's saying. And not only are we saying what he's saying, but we're living how he's living. We're acting on what we believe. Our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. So every, when we're doing what God say do, that means we love him. Jesus said, why do you say you love me and not obey me? If you love me, obey me. So our obedience to God proves our love to God. If we want to prove to God that we love him, then we need to do what he say. Right. Because if you if, if your parents or someone who you say you love is, is you're not doing right by them, that that's that doesn't say to them that you love them. It's actions really do speak louder than words. Faith without works is dead. Just telling me, just believe that you love me. That's not enough. You're going to show me that you love me, right? God is saying, just believing that you love God, that's not enough. The way we prove our love to God is by our obedience to God. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. There's no condemnation, but it's the relationship, relationship, because it's hard to obey somebody you don't know, right? So a lot of times it's, our doubt is not, uh, is not, doubt is not coming from a lack of faith, Doubt is coming because we don't know God sometimes. We have to spend time getting to know him, relationship. Do you understand how much God loves you? Maybe, you know, we need to spend some time looking up Bible verses talking about God's love for us. It was for God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son to die for us. John 3, 16 tells us this. Do you understand how much God loves you? Do you love you like God loves you? Do you understand how much God loves you? Because when we understand, we get a revelation. Holy Spirit, give us a revelation of your love for us. When we get a revelation of how much God loves us. See, God is love. Love is who God is. Do you understand how much God loves you? I'm going to sit there for one moment, for a second, because I want you to meditate and concentrate on the fact of everything that Jesus Christ did for us because he so loved us, for God so loved us. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for us. Do you understand? Do you believe? 
Do you believe that God loves you? Because when we don't believe that God loves us, we can't receive anything from him because faith work about love. How many of you know, if you don't believe that a person loves you, you're not going to trust them. Have faith in God's love for you. I want you to understand that God is love. Okay. Love is who God is. And because God is love, there's nothing. He can't stop loving you because that's who he is. The Bible says that this is how he proved his love for us. That even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So his love for us is not based upon who we are or what we did or didn't do. His love is based upon who he is and he changes not. God's love is unconditional. So his love is not, it doesn't change. Love is who God is. Yes, God, even the people that died and went to hell, God loved them because God is love. God didn't send anyone to hell. When we reject Jesus Christ, that's when we, that's what sends us to hell. For God so loved the world. We're all God's creation, but we're not God's, all God's children until we accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. For he who has not the spirit of God is none of his, Roman tells us. Look that up. There's no condemnation because today is another day. Today is a good day. Remember, today is a good day. So today we get to do what God say. We get to change things. We get to do things different. Every day is a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. Yesterday's gone and tomorrow's not yet. That's why faith is right now. All we have is right now. Now, when we do what God tells us to do today, then we have fulfilled God's will and God's good plan and purpose for our lives for today. So what is God asking you to do today? Let's do it today because tomorrow's not promised. But God is love and God loves you. Accept God's love for you. God loves you. It's the devil that's got you thinking different. God loves you. Love is who God is. Okay, we're, um, um, for, we're talking about guarding your heart so we can have a healthy heart, a healthy spiritual heart. We we follow the, the doctor's ingredients, uh, little sodium and, and cholesterol. We follow all that. We take the medications and all that stuff um, in the natural. But God wants us to take a spiritual medication so we can have a healthy heart. Because when we're not healthy spiritually, it's going to affect us uh, physically. Okay, because it tells us here in uh, 22, it says, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. The word of God is the power of God in the same way. It had the power to save us is the same way he has the power to manifest healing for by Jesus stripes were already healed. Do you believe that? Do you believe, you know, we have faith for salvation, but we don't have faith for finances. We don't have faith for healing. We, we there's no condemnation. It, what I'm saying is. We just got to spend more time with the Lord and spend more time in his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So today we get to do this new word that we're hearing. Today is a new beginning. So I'm going to see if I can get to through this. So how do we guard our heart? It says, guard your heart above all else. Proverbs 4, 23, 4 determines the course of your life. So the issues are, that are in our life is coming from what's inside. How many of you know that um, Proverbs says, as water reflects the face of a man, so does his heart reflect his life. What's in us is coming out of us. What's in us is coming out of us. So the issues that are in our life is coming from our thought life. <laughs> really it is. As a man thinketh in his heart. You said a heart thinks, yeah. 
As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are your thoughts about you? Are your thoughts about you God's thoughts about you? If not, we need to find out who we are in Christ. You guys order my book, Understanding Our Identity in Christ. It's on Amazon. Under Pearly Martin Books. Understanding Our Identity in Christ is a study guide. It's going to really help you. Bless you. Um, The proverb says, so he says, guard your heart. Twenty-three said, "Guard your heart." We're, we're talking about how to guard your heart. Um, twenty-four says, "Avoid all perverse speech." Proverbs four twenty-four: Avoid all perverse speech. Stay away from corrupt speech. Remember, you guys, that we're talking about guarding your heart. Verse twenty-four says, "Avoid all perverse speech." We need to watch what we're hearing and watch what we're saying. Because remember, life and death is in the power of our tongue, and we will eat the fruits of our words. So, um, part two, we're, we're going to do okay. So, um, the first thing we have to do is we have to pay attention. We have to give attention to God's word. We have to spend some time in God's word to guard our heart. Okay. And we have to let it go deep down in our heart. We need to meditate on it. We need to meditate on the word of God. Careful of what you meditate on. We want to meditate on the word of God. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are good report. Whatsoever things are praiseworthy. The Bible tells us we need to think on those kind of things. You know, when people are like, well, meditation help. What are you meditating on? Be careful with that. Um, we need to meditate on the word of God. Because the word of God is a power of God. That's how we're allowed to go deep into our heart. It says, let the word penetrate deep in your heart for it will bring life to those who find them and heal into your whole body. Let the word of God go deep down off into your heart. Meditate on it. What does it say? By Jesus' stripes were healed. Father, the stripes that you took on your back, you took those stripes so I could be healed. I'm healed by the stripes of um, Jesus. Father, I believe it. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. You know, meditate on that word. If you need healing in your body, look up Bible verses to talk about healing. Meditate on that word. Meditate on the word. Meditate on the word because it will bring life to you and healing to your whole entire body. That's the first thing we need to do to guard our heart. And the second thing we need to do is... um. Avoid perverse speech. We need to avoid, uh, uh, be careful of what you're listening to, uh, gossiping and, and backbiting and just speaking negative words, speaking words of li- words that's contrary to your situation. We're fighting against ourselves with our very words, right? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue and we're going to eat the fruit thereof. We're eating. We're having what we're saying. In other words, we're eating our words. Remember, our words frame our world. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So to guard our heart, we must avoid all perverse speech. Proverbs 4, 24. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. I'm reading I'm reading the Proverbs, but what I did was broke it down. So we need to guard our mouth. We need to guard our mouth. To guard our heart, we have to guard our mouth. Stay away from corrupt speech, and we got to guard our ears. Look straight ahead. We got to guard our mouth, and we got to guard our ears. Avoid all perverse speech. When someone's calling, wanting to gossip and all that kind of stuff, say, hey, I got to go. Or if they don't want to hear what the Word of God has to say, say, you got to go. 
I'm not going to see here. I'm not your trash can. I'm not your garbage can. So I'm going to avoid all corrupt speech. But if you want, if you want counsel, then we can talk about the word of God. But what's going to happen is if you're going to have to do what it say, because if we don't do what we hear, we're going to continue to deal with the same problems that we had. So to change our way of thinking, living, we have to change our way of thinking. And we're going to have to, I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about the word of God over the matter. Find out what God's word says, because we know our body is going to do what the mind tell it to. Right, because we act on what we believe to be true. So life and death is in the power of our tongue, and we will eat the fruit of our words. We're having what we're saying. We're framing our world with our words. Let's be conscious of the words that we speak. Oh, I love you to death. No, I love you to life. Okay, life and death, I, or I just love you forever. I tell my kids, I love you forever. You know, um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. We think we make we take light of our words, but we need to become word conscious. Be conscious of the words that you speak. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, this is killing me. You know, stop with all this stuff. Amos 3 and 3. How can two walk together except they both agree? We have to walk in. When we're walking in agreement with God, we're walking in submission to God. And what does he say? Uh, God resists the proud, right? When we want to figure stuff out, when, when we live life outside of the word of God, when we live life contrary to the word of God, not only is it a lifestyle of rebellion, um, but it's, it's a lifestyle of pride because what we're saying is, God, I don't need you. I got this. I, I, I don't care about what you say. I could tell I don't care about. I could tell when I don't care about what God say is when I ignore what he say. OK, isn't that what we did as kids? Oh, I don't care what they say. Your, your mama said you can't go to the party and you sneak and went on and did it anyway. You were saying, I don't care what they say. I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. And that's the same way with the word of God. When we know what the word of God says, when we know, because the Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and do it not for him is sin. Hold on. Wait a minute. You know, there's no condemnation in it um, because today is a good day. So another day. So today is a new day. Today is another beginning. Every day is a new beginning. OK, that means we can right some wrongs. OK, so and, and, um, and those things that we did in ignorance, we get to fix them. Every day is a new day. God's grace and mercy is fresh and new every day. Why? Because he know we're going to need his grace and his mercy every day. Because he's dealing with some imperfect people. He has not forgotten that we are human beings made from dust. So the same way a father has compassion upon his children is the same way a heavenly father has compassion on us, the Bible says. Because he has not forgotten that we're, you know, that he created us from dust. Today is a new day. God has given us a new day to do what he say. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to take advantage of this. And I'm going to guard. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to stay away from corrupt speech. I'm going to stay away from gossip, from idle talk, from foolish talk. If we don't want the counsel of God, when we don't want the counsel of God, we're going to stay where we are. And we have to do what it says. It's not enough just to agree with it. It's not enough just to say amen. We have to actually do what it says. And when we're not doing what God say, we're resisting him. The Bible says, um, therefore commit yours, you know, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And then we can resist the devil and he'll have to leave. Right. So the devil sometimes is not leaving our lives because we're not submitting ourselves to Jesus Christ. Because every time we do what God say, we 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 we, um, we resist the devil because we're not doing what he say. So 
To resist the devil is simply to live in submission to what God says. Those areas in our lives that we know is contrary to what God is saying, let's right those wrongs. Let's just repent of it because today is a new day. Remember, we get to do what God say. Don't worry about what you did yesterday. Don't worry. Tomorrow's not yet. Jesus said, don't even worry about tomorrow because it has enough worries of its own. But right now, we're responsible for doing what we're hearing today. Okay? Don't worry about what you didn't do yesterday. Today. Today is a new day. Today is a new beginning. Today is a fresh start. Isn't that good news? I thank God for his grace and his mercy. It's fresh and new. I thank him for it. I thank him for we get a new badge. And the fact that we're here again today means that God hasn't forgiven up given up he hasn't given up on us and so God has not given up on us so we don't need to give up on us okay so let's do what God say today so we're going to guard our heart because we need a healthy heart okay so we need to um, watch what we say don't let people you're not a trash can so don't be letting people put all kind of garbage in your ears because those there kill your faith. And you know, when we're sitting up and we're listening to people saying things and we're agreeing with it, yep, I know that's true. Yep, that's true. Yep, yep, it's just like that. You're walking in agreement with that. How can two walk together except they both agree? You cannot walk in fellowship with someone if, unless you're walking in agreement with them. Now, unless they're open to correction. A person who's open to correction is a person who has a heart after God. That's why God said David was a man after God, because he was quick to repent. It wasn't because he was perfect. We know the story. How he had Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed, made her pregnant, tried to cover it. He didn't say Abraham was his friend because Abraham was perfect. He said Abraham was his friend because he believed him and he would do what he say. Are you a friend of God? There's no condemnation. You guys know I did a podcast on that. Stroll down below. It's a whole bunch of other podcasts down there. I've been doing this since April. Um, it's going to bring inner healing to 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 whatever area um, you need in your life. Because the word of God is the power of God under salvation. Right? So we're going to avoid corrupt speech. We're not going to be sitting up gossiping and listening to gossip and just letting people life and death. And we're not going to be doing it either because life and death is in the power of our tongue. And we're going to eat. We're going to eat our words. We're having what we're saying. It's with our mouth that we confess. Remember, but it's with our heart that we believe. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us this. um, We're going to look verse 25, Proverbs 23, 25. It says, look straight ahead. We're going to look straight ahead. So we're going to have to guard our eye gate. To have a healthy heart, we have to guard our eye gate. And we got to stay focused on God's vision. He says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Verse 25, I'm on. Proverbs 4, 23, 25. says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. In other words, we need to guard our eyes and stay focused on God's vision for our life. I'm talking about guarding your heart. Proverbs 4 and 23, um, 21. You know, we say guard your heart for out of it flows everything that you do or the issues that are in your life. Well, these are the other scriptures that go to it. He goes on to say, avoid all perverse talk. He's telling us how to guard our heart. How do we guard our heart? We say it. Guard your heart. Well, he's telling us here, avoid perverse speech. Look straight ahead. Make sure you stay. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your stay focused on God's vision for your life. Okay. Keep your eyes fixed on what lies before you. What's, what's that hand? Keep your eyes on the Lord, right? We we say that story all the time. The reason Peter began to sink because he took his eyes off the word. Really, that's what it is because God spoke the word and he stepped out on the word. So um, we got to keep our eyes on the Lord. 
Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Write out your God-given vision and make it plain. Do not deviate from God's plan. But acknowledge God in all your ways. Don't lean to your own understanding. Quit trying to figure out stuff. Don't lean to your own understanding. Um, But in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Depart from evil and don't be wise in your own eyes. In other words, depart from evil. Quit thinking you can figure it out on your own, Proverbs says. Depart from evil. Stop trying to figure out stuff on your own. It's not for you to figure it out. Go and pray and ask God for wisdom. He said to ask me for it and he will give it to us. It Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet. We got to guard where we go. We have to guard the vision so we can stay focused. Keep your eyes. And when you're saying, when you're focused, you can finish your assignment. But the devil wants to distract us by throwing all different things in along the way. We have to be able to press through the mess. No matter what's going on around us, even if you're in the middle of the divorce, you got to continue to preach the gospel. You got to continue to stay focused. Even if, if you're in the middle of sickness in your body, you got to continue to press towards the gospel. The blessing really isn't oppressing. You have to press. You can't stop. You can't say, okay, well, I got to stop for a minute. I got to take a break from this because I got to focus on this. No, that's taking your eyes away from the path. What was the assignment? What did God say to do? Keep on pressing. Jesus had to keep on. The Bible tells us to press. um, We got to press through the mark of the cause of the high calling. Right? Let me find that scripture here. But we have to press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Press towards the mark of the high calling. Press towards the mark of the high calling. That's uh, Philippians 3 and 14. He says, the Apostle Paul, he was uh, was like, um, I'm pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We got to press. Why do we have to press? The reason we have to press in is because there's something pressing against us. Those adverse circumstances, that that sickness and those finances and whatever it is, those children that's going to stray, whatever. I don't know what it is that's pressing against you, but whatever is pressing against you, we have to learn how to press against it. The devil is on the other side playing offense defense. He's trying to get keep us from being able to press in to the finish line. Can you look at it like that? The devil is on the defense. He's trying to keep us from pressing in. He don't want us to score the goal. He so keep pressing into whatever it is that God has called you to do. If it's writing a book, keep pressing in. If it no matter what it is, he don't tell you to stop to stop doing what you're doing so you can focus on the storm, so you can focus. No, he said to Peter, "Just come on. Come on." As long as he kept his eyes on him, he was able to walk. But when he became distracted by everything that was going on around him, he began to sink. And that's the same way with us in life. A lot of us are focused on the sickness. A lot of us are focused on the finance. We're so focused on what's not going right. That is distracting us from what is going right. It's distracting us from the word. We put the word down and say, well, I got to go over here and fix this. Then I'm going to go back to my Bible study. I got to go over here and fix this. Then I'm going to start back talking about Jesus again. No, 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 no. What is distracting you? Don't let the winds and the waves and the cares of the world. That Remember the parable of the uh, uh, sower. That's how Satan is able to steal the word because of the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of, of riches. Right? And that's what he wants to do. That's what the cares are sent for. The cares, the worries, the fears, they're all sent here to steal the word. Because the word will produce, it will produce. 
it will manifest. The seed is within itself and it will produce after its own kind. But we have to press in no matter what's the distractions. Don't be distracted. Remember, we got to keep our eyes fixed and keep our eyes focused in order to guard our heart. Because the devil wants to steal the word of God from our heart by getting us to focus on the cares of the world. Stay focused. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord and follow his word. For it is a light, a light unto our path. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The word of God, it will show us the way. That's why he said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Keep our focus on the Lord. As long as Peter kept his focus on the Lord, his focus on the word. What is the word saying about your situation? Focus on the word. It doesn't matter what it looked like. It doesn't matter what they say. We have to believe the report of the Lord. Remember the Lord sent in 12 spies. 10 came out with an evil report. The Bible says causing an evil report because it was a report that was contrary to what God said. We have to walk by faith and not by facts. Go back and look at that podcast. Are you walking by facts or are you walking by faith? We have to walk by what God say. Yes, sure enough that when Peter was walking on the water, there really was a storm and the winds was really blowing. That was a fact. But the truth was, and the fact of the matter is, You wasn't supposed to be able to walk on water. It's not concrete. There is no substance. It's a liquid. But because he he had faith, he was able to do the impossible. How many of you know that God says nothing is impossible to them that believe? We have to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith and not by sight. We have to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Are you walking by what you believe? Are you walking by what you see? As long as Peter was walking by what he believed, he stepped out on the word because Jesus said, he told Jesus, if if it's you, bid me to come, tell me to come. Jesus said, well, come. So he stepped out on the word. He stepped on, it didn't have no substance. It made no sense. And the natural wasn't even possible. But Peter was believing the impossible. He knew in the natural you couldn't walk on water. That's why he said, Lord, if you say it, I know I can't. Because me trying to do it on my own, I know I can't. And what's impossible for man is possible for God. And to those that believe, all things are possible. I'm talking about guarding our heart. I'm getting ready to wrap it up. Proverbs 4, 21 through 27. Let me see if I can read the whole thing. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they will bring life to those who find them and healing to your whole body. This is what the word of God says. It will bring healing. Jesus sent his word and he healed them. Jesus sent the word and he healed the six centurion back at home. Jesus, the word of God is the power of God. And part of our covenant is more to it than just being saved, being a Christian. We have ble- we have benefits. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We are under a new covenant. And everything that Christ is entitled to, we're entitled to. The Bible says, spiritually speaking, we're sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, look, see, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. 
Behold, look, see, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Um, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are, are become new. Behold means look, see. We know that scripture. We know 2 Corinthians 5.17. We say it. 17. We say it all the time. And all things are of God. Excuse me. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. To be able to reconcile other people back to him. Um, through the gospel and the preaching of the good news. And the goodness of God. Showing people the goodness of God. Because that, that causes people to repent. It's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. Okay. So. Um, once again. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. 21 through 27. I'm on 23. It says, guard your heart above all, for it determines the course of your life. What's coming out, what's in you is coming out of you. If there's things in our lives that we need to repent of, because sometimes people can be sin sick. If there's things in your life that you need to repent of, say, Lord, forgive me for my sins, because my body is your temple. And the Bible says all others, all sin, all other sin is done outside of the body. Except for sexual immorality. I don't know. There's no condemnation. But when we use our body. And the reason he's saying that is because when we use our body to commit a sexual act. We're using the body of Christ to do it. Because our body is the temple. Father forgive us. I used to do that. Father forgive us. Because we have to use the physical members to commit the act. But all other sin is committed outside the body. Corinthians tells us. We say a sin is a sin, no. He said, all, all, let me read this. Let me read this. Are you sin sick? You remember the one lady who Jesus healed and he said, go and sin no more. Let something, let a worse come upon you. Are you sin sick? There's no condemnation. Go sin no more, he told her. Let something worse come upon you. That's John 8 and 11. Then Jesus straightened up and asked her. He's talking about the woman. He told her, go now and leave your life of sin. He was saying, repent of that. Don't do that no more. Do we need to repent? Father, forgive us. I need to repent. Father, forgive me for those things that I have done, for those sins I have committed that's contrary to you. Forgive me, Father. Here he was talking to the woman that was caught in adultery in John 8 and 10. Then Jesus straightened up and asked the woman. This was after he finished writing in the sand. He said, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go and sin no more. Once again, Jesus spoke to the people and said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me would never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Go and sin no more. And when we do, we have an advocate with the Father who's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can't live, when we live in a lifestyle that's contrary to the Word of God, to the will of God, and to the way of God, it's going to keep us from, from being able to guard our heart. We're not guarding our heart when we do that. We leave ourselves open to the enemy. 
I'm going to try one more time. Proverbs 4, 21. Don't lose sight of them, which is talking about the word of God. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and heal into their whole body. Guard your heart above all else. Now, here we go. He's finna tell us how to guard the heart. Proverbs 4, 23. Listen to me closely. Proverbs from Proverbs 4, 23. This is, he's finna tell us how to guard our heart. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Above all, avoid all perverse speech. This is how you guard your heart. Stay away from corrupt speech, gossip, backbiting, letting other people speak evil and all this stuff into you too. We need to guard our, guard our, pay attention to what we say and pay attention to what we hear because life and death is in the power of time. Verse 25, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Guard your eyes. Stay focused on God's vision for your life. Stay focused on God's word for your life. That's how you guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. If you'll guard your heart, you'll have a healthy, healthy heart. Out of the heart flows everything that we do. An evil tree brings forth evil fruit. And a, 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 a good tree brings forth good fruit. And an evil tree brings forth bad fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So don't follow, don't follow the heart. But guard your heart. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. When we guard our heart, we're going to be led by the Spirit of God. Because we're going to keep our eyes fixed on the Word of God. Fixed on the will of God and fixed on the way of God. Don't let the heart lead you astray and cause you to start having belief, faith in something else other than what God say. Whose report will you believe? We believe the report of the Lord. What is God's word saying? Stay focused on his word. Avoid perverse speech. Don't be a person trash can because that stuff that's going in your ears, going in your heart. Because if you're not resisting what they're saying, you're receiving what they're saying. How can two walk together except they both agree? So when you're coming, when someone's coming to you with some negative stuff, you have to counterattack it. This is the fight of faith and say, no, I don't believe that. I believe that by Jesus stripes, we're healed. I don't believe that I have to live with this for the rest of my life. That's not what I believe. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I don't believe that I'm going to be like this all my life. Girl, you know, we're going to be like that the rest of our life. That's perverse speech. Any words that's contrary to God's word, those are perverse speech. No, I'm the head and not the tail. No, God plans for me is good and not evil to bless me and to prosper me and to bring me into great success. You'll never be nothing. No, that's perverse speech. No, this is what God says, Jeremiah 29 and 11. You see, this is why we have to hide the word of God in our heart. Because what's in us will come out of us. I'm going to have to end it here. You guys uh, read Proverbs 4, 23. Um, I didn't get to go through all the scriptures I wanted to um, because we wanted to talk, we wanted to talk about um, uh, uh, where Jesus was telling them it's out the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth speak. I don't know. Um, a good tree bring forth good fruit and evil tree bring forth evil fruit. The seed is within itself is going to produce after its own kind. So be careful of the seeds that our words are seeds being words are, are, are look up, think about your words as being seeds being sown into the lives of others. So if you're speaking evil words to a person, you're sowing evil seeds into their heart. And then when that thing is manifesting, you say, see, I told you, well, that's you, you cursed them. Their word curses. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Let's remember to speak life and not death. Let's remember to guard our ear gate. Pay attention to what we're hearing. Pay attention to what we're speaking. Pay attention to what other people are saying. Don't just let people just say anything to you and you receive it because then it goes into your heart. 
okay? And stay focused. Keep your eyes focused on the word. Your word, Lord, if I hit in my heart that I might not sin against you, okay? I'm getting ready to end here. And when we put the word of God in us and when things, when the winds and the waves come and, and words that's contrary to what God says start coming towards us, we'll instantly repel it. We'll resist that. Um, we, we submit ourselves to God when we do what he say. I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Please continue to um, my on my podcast. Share my podcast. If you like to uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, Pearly Martin Podcast. Support our outreach We Care um, um, on uh, WeCare1966.us. That's W-E-E-C-A-R-E dot U-S. I'm getting ready to end here. You guys be blessed. Be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And um, till next time, and please, once again, remember to share this podcast.